walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly, get these mutts away from me. Well, hello, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 173 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a review of the HHS OIG Fraud Alert for Speaker Programs. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well, uh, and hope you're hanging in there uh, during this rough time. Uh, glad to see that the vaccine was approved, and hopefully uh, we'll be turning the corner on the pandemic. But anyways, hope you're hanging in there, staying safe and healthy. Uh, today's episode, I thought it would be interesting to look at the guidance, uh, the fraud alert that came out about speaker programs, which really, uh, there are principles that I think apply not only in domestic speaker programs that are put on by pharmaceuticals, medical device companies, um, but also it has application, I think, in the foreign bribery uh, sphere as well. So before we get to that, Let's hear from our sponsor, Blue Umbrella. How are you managing your third-party compliance program? Is your technology vastly assisting you or getting in your way? Blue Umbrella, in concert with some of the largest, most sophisticated compliance programs in the world, has devised a user-friendly, customizable platform that automates tasks and seamlessly integrates with adjacent enterprise systems. Blue Umbrella has employed advanced technology, along with a healthy dose of common sense, to make sure that compliance professionals using status are able to focus on managing issues that arise, monitoring the health of their program, and proactively anticipating risks as a business partner. Curious? Contact us at blueumbrella.com for a quick demo. Well, I wanted to turn to this uh, OIG uh, release because I thought it was really interesting, not just for anti-corruption, uh, anti-kickback compliance, but also for international anti-corruption uh, compliance enforcement as well, because it uh, sort of indicates government thinking, uh, problems and red flags that can come up, and something that uh, particular area of abuse, uh, particularly in China and other areas in the healthcare industry with pharma and medical device companies. So let's take a look at this. It's a far-reaching action. It's a worthwhile alert to read that the HHS OIG put out. And it underscored the, quote, inherent fraud and abuse risks that are associated with company-sponsored speaker programs. Um, and the fraud alert is an important warning to pharma and medical device companies, like I said, not just for domestic purposes, but for international as well. Uh, it applies to domestic speaker programs, uh, but certainly the rationale and the red flags that are raised with regard to domestic programs would apply equally in the uh, international um, framework as well. Uh, the OIG cited its experience investigating and resolving fraud cases under the anti-kickback statute and uh, in, under the AKS uh, statute, we know that uh, remuneration, uh, which is defined to include money or anything else of value, very similar to the FCPA uh, definition, 
uh, is the focus that is given uh, or received. So it's both either the giver or the the recipient uh, are liable. So doctors who, let's say, receive the benefit uh, at a program of, let's say, meals or gifts uh, who attend the program would also be subject to prosecution. Um, and uh, so they listed a bunch of examples, and I think we should go through them, for, for example, uh, where uh, this was based upon their experience in investigating these under the False Claims Act and uh, uh, AKS type of prosecutions. So they, uh, if we see these types of questionable speaker programs and aspects to the program, we have to be concerned. So situations where a company may select high prescribing healthcare professionals to be speakers and reward them with lucrative speaker deals, you know, calling them consultants, speakers, whatever. Uh, And they noted that some healthcare professionals have received hundreds of thousands of dollars for speaking. Another aspect uh, troublesome is uh, conditioned speaker remuneration on sales targets. In other words, they required a speaking uh, healthcare professional to write a minimum number of prescriptions in order to receive the speaker honoraria or to be invited to do this. The other questionable aspects of these programs include holding speaker programs at entertainment values or during recreational events or otherwise in a manner not conducive to an educational presentation. In other words, uh, everybody goes to a winery, a sports stadium sits in a box, let's say, you know, one of those high-class boxes at a sports stadium, uh, fishing trips, golf clubs, and even uh, adult entertainment facilities. Um, If you hold programs at high-end restaurants where expensive meals and alcohol were served, In one case, they cited the average food and alcohol cost per attendee was over $500. And another is where they invited an audience of healthcare professional attendees who had previously attended the same program or healthcare professionals' friends, significant others, or family members who did not have a legitimate business reason to attend the program. So remember, the anti-kickback statute defines a criminal offense for any person to solicit, receive, offer, or pay any remuneration to induce or reward referrals for or orders of items or services that are reimbursable by by federal health care programs. The term remuneration includes money or anything of value. An AKS uh, violation criminally is punishable by up to 10 years imprisonment and or fine of $100,000 or both. And more importantly, a criminal, well, I don't know if it's more important, but just as important, a criminal conviction can also result in mandatory exclusion from federal health care programs, which are Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Medicare Advantage Plus programs, those types of things. So OIG noted that its investigations generally revealed that healthcare professionals were receiving generous compensation to speak at these programs where the circumstances were not conducive to learning or to speak to audience members uh, to have a legitimate educational need to attend the event. And OIG noted that one purpose of these events is to induce or reward uh, referrals. Interestingly, in the fraud alert itself, uh, OIG cited studies suggesting that uh, 
HCPs or healthcare professionals who attended these events were more likely to prescribe or order that company's products. So showing, remember, the, the purpose of the AKS law is to get at uh, the exercise of discretion by healthcare professionals and to make sure that it's they select items and write prescriptions for uh, what would be the best product for a particular patient, not because they were paid or induced to do so by um, the pharma or medical device uh, company. So in view of this risk uh, that these events may skew uh, healthcare professional clinical decisions, uh, the OIG noted that uh, healthcare professionals have access to many other sources of information to obtain uh, relevant data about drugs and devices. And they stated in particular that they can re review information from online resources, package inserts, third-party educational conferences, and medical journals. And they warn parties involved in the speaker program programs that in the future they may be subject to increased scrutiny, meaning that they're, they view them almost on their face as a red flag and they're going to be investigated. OIG identified suspect parties as drug or device companies that organized the speaker program, the healthcare uh, professional speakers, and the attendees who received the food, the drink, the entertainment at the event. OIG also warned physicians who enter into consulting or speaking agreements that such arrangements could be an improper inducement as well on its face to prescribe or use the company products, and they warned that physicians consider the propriety of any proposed relationship with a company and avoid such arrangements where the basis, and that was a term they used, for a physician's compensation is the ability to prescribe a drug or use a device or refer your patients for particular services or supplies. Uh, to provide to provide further guidance on the lawfulness of speaker programs, uh, the OIG listed the following program characteristics as examples of situations that are alone, that alone or together would be suspect under AKS. So uh, these are definite red flag situations, but it, it, this is a good list, and I'm going to go through these examples uh, because I think they're very instructive and uh, give you the key issues that you should be looking at uh, and key attributes if you do find these aspects uh, that should be uh, troublesome. Uh, so if the company sponsors speaker programs where little or no substantive information is actually presented, uh, alcohol is available or a meal exceeding modest value is provided to the attendees of the pro program, uh, the concern is absolutely heightened when the alcohol is given for free. Uh, if the program is held at a location that is not conducive to the exchange of educational information, that is restaurants or entertainment or sports venues, uh, to me that means if you're going to do this type of program, you should have it done uh, on, your, you know, on your grounds at your facility, uh, at your corporate headquarters, for example. Uh, if the company sponsors a large number of programs on the same or substantially the same topic or product, especially in situations where there's been no recent substantive change in relevant information. So repetitive presentations to the same attendees are obviously is going to raise a red flag, uh, raise a red flag. If there uh, has been a significant period of time with no medical or scientific information or a new FDA-approved or cleared indication for the product, so 
Again, another way of saying that there's no real information that needs to be uh, delivered or, uh, you know, to tell the doctors about. Uh, If the healthcare professionals attend programs on the same or substantially the same topics more than once as either a repeat attendee or as an attendee after being a speaker on the same or substantially the same topic. Uh, The attendees include individuals who don't have a legitimate reason to attend the program, including, for example, friends, significant others, or family members of the speaker or the uh, attendee, or employees or medical professionals who are members of the speaker's own medical practice, staff or facilities for which the speaker is a medical director, and other individuals with no use for the information. Uh, If the company's sales or marketing business units influence the selection of speakers or the company selects healthcare professional speakers or attendees based on past or expected revenue that the speakers or attendees have or will generate by prescribing or ordering the company's products, that is, a return on investment analysis is considered in identifying participants. And this was, that factor itself was used in the Novartis case in the foreign bribery context when they uh, looked at the investment they had made in sending various uh, uh, healthcare professionals to medical conferences. And they looked at, okay, well, is it worth the investment of paying their expenses for the next conference? In other words, paying them uh, in, in response to the... Uh, in, re- in response to the, uh, the amount of prescriptions uh, and the level of use by the particular uh, physician. Or if the company pays the healthcare professional speaker more than fair ma- market value for the speaking service or pays compensation that takes into account the volume or value of past business generated or potential future business generated by the healthcare professional. So uh, the OIG cited its significant concerns about the legality of speaker programs, noting that drug and device companies often offer or pay healthcare professionals uh, to induce uh, or solicit or receive in return for ordering or prescribing items paid for by federal healthcare programs. Um, one key aspect and key indicate a key issue that uh, the OIG raised at the end of the alert, which I thought was pretty interesting, is that given the pandemic, uh, there is a real uh, need to reduce uh, in-person speaker programs because obviously independent of the fraud concerns is the safety issue. So uh, if the companies decide to resume such programs after the pandemic emergency, Uh, companies are, again, encouraged to assess the risks and need for an in-person speaker event. So now uh, you may have difficulty even arranging an in-person speaker event, but certainly if you start to use Zoom presentations, those types of things, and, and pay, now that wouldn't be a situation where you may have the attendees receiving improper benefits, but you could be paying a speaker an improper amount, even in a Zoom type of context. So be careful with that as well. OIG is very key on this issue. Again, there are a lot of good factors to, to look at here in terms of the content, the arrangements and the payment that is made, the locale for such speaker programs. And a real question that you have to ask as a compliance person is, is there really a need for these types of programs given uh, the other available resources and the overwhelming significant risks that are presented by these programs 
what is the justification for continuing to do those in-person uh, type of speaker programs given these risks? So that was a pretty interesting uh, alert. Thought it was worth a podcast episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another episode. And uh, till then, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay in touch. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? He ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents. There were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Daddy, and Daddy, when you call me, you can call me out. Call me Says, hey, hallelujah, if you'll be my bodyguard, I can be.